to It's a Musical Podcast, the podcast show where I force my boyfriend to watch musicals he should have seen by now, and then we talk about them. I am the boyfriend. And I am Drew. And today we are off far, far away, because it's time for Shrek the Musical. Except we're not, because this one isn't set in far, far away. I've been sending all the tweets and Instagrams with far, far away. Why didn't you tell me this? <laughs> Boo. I mean, it's the... The second one, where they go to see her parents, right? I mean, yeah, but, like, is Far, Far Away not, like... No, it's the name of the kingdom. I know it's the name of the kingdom, but... So is this Duloc? Yeah. So we're off to Duloc? Yeah. Welcome to Duloc, such a perfect town. Here we have some rules, let us lay them down. Is that song in the musical? Yes. Yes! (laughs) That's because that was written for the film. I know it was. I love that song. Okay. So I think I'm going to have a ball today. I think you're going to have a good time with this. Yes, I think so. Does it have, oh no, that's a second Shrek. Does it have Holding Out for a Hero? Because that might be my favourite movie song ever. So this is not a jukebox musical. The film is a jukebox musical. Yes, I'm aware of that. But like, I obviously, I love Shrek. I have such fond memories of Shrek 1, 2 and 4. Mm-hmm. Because they are brilliant films. What's the third one? It's the one with Justin Timberlake playing Arthur. I liked that one. The fourth one's the one with Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. That's the worst one. Yes, because you don't like It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. The problem with the third one <laughs> is the third one tried to take everything that worked with Shrek 2 mm-hmm. and just do the same. Yeah. Which it wasn't good. And Shrek... they sang Live and Let Die and it was amazing. <laughs> With the frogs. Yeah. That's so good. But the the final kind of song moment, yeah. like the conclusive song in Shrek 2 is holding out for a hero and is a work of art. I think... In Shrek 3, you have the awful kind of like panto opera bit with no music and it just doesn't work for me. I think the reason I don't like the fourth one is because I hate it when female protagonists have kids. And are reduced to, like, motherhood. Not that motherhood is something to be reduced to, but, like, that happens to female characters a lot, and I have a lot of issues with it. But it isn't just the female protagonist. No, Shrek I know. is also doing I just that. don't like it. I don't like that as a plotline for protagonists, because that is not the be-all and end-all of life. I know it's not the be-all and end-all, and that's the point of Shrek Forever After. He learns that he's not just a father, he can still be Shrek. Okay. Shrek not, 3 has the kids as well. We so. are not here. Yeah, I hate them. They're ugly baby things. And they were ruined we by the trailer. We are not here to discuss right. the movies. No, I know. We but are here Essentially, to discuss... the point being, I have fonder memories of this source material than I did Legally Blonde, right? Sure. And I think it's very interesting that a few episodes removed from Legally Blonde, we're going to go to another movie musical adaptation. Mm-hmm. One that's linked also because Sutton Foster and Christian Ball. Yeah. I just think it's very, very interesting. And I wanted to set the tone off the bat and say, this one could be one that goes either way. At least with Legally Blonde, I'm not so attached to the source material. Oh Yeah, I didn't think about that. You could hate this. Yeah, that's my point, is I'm trying to establish from the get-go. Because we're not going to talk about plot. I, I basically know the plot, right? There's going to obviously be... I have be, some questions yeah. for you about it. So my mic, instead of, I would say, saying, what do you know about this musical already? I'm going to use this time to be like, I really love the source material. So with Legally Blonde, I like the film, but 
it's not a film I watched multiple times. Mm -hmm. So the musical could have gone either way. Shrek is a film and a franchise I have watched so many times and I have very fond memories of it. So I feel like there's pressure on this musical to do well. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense? The musical came out in 2008. Yes. And it has the book and lyrics are written by David Lindsay Abair, who also wrote the screenplay for Guardians of Childhood. I don't know what the film's called. Rise, Rise of the, the Guardians. Guardians. Yeah, oh, Guardians I love that film. Mm-hmm. It's one of the rare films. I'm not a sequel person. Like, unless it's Marvel oh, they, or superheroes. That film is based on a series of children's it books is. called Guardians of Childhood, and they should make it a full series because it turns out in the books that Pitch... Don't the boogie spoilers man for a film has, that might never no, come he out. he has a counterpart. Yeah. Who is Nightlight, essentially, and he's the only person that can truly defeat Pitch. Yeah. But the reason they can't find him is because he's trapped inside of Pitch mm. right now. So, like, that light that comes out of him at the end of the first movie... Is Nightlight. Is Nightlight. Cool. Yeah. I, I love those films. I love that film. Yeah. So much. I was so hyped. And the casting was amazing. But that came out in like 2012. Yeah, I don't no. think we're getting another we're getting one. Getting which is such a shame because it's a really good film. That would make a good musical. Yeah, it would. I think that world, you could create a really good musical out of it. Mm-hmm. And the music is written by Janine Tesori, who wrote the music for Thoroughly Modern Millie and Fun Home and also Mulan 2. <laughs> I always assume it's like such a weird credit. I always assume Thoroughly Modern Millie is an older Rodgers and Hammerstein era musical. No. I know, and I, I don't know what it is about it. Like the that came name... out in two thousand and two. Yeah, I know. It's it's a it's a newer one. It mm-hmm. just I don't know if it's the name or maybe the style it goes for when I've seen like posters. It just feels Yeah. If you'd have told me we were watching that mm-hmm. before we started this podcast, I'd have been like Rodgers and Hammerstein? Yeah. It gives off that vibe to me. And when we I, eventually cover it, I'm sure. I get what you mean, but I think if you heard the music, you wouldn't think Yeah, that. like, I'm sure once we cover it eventually somehow. Yeah. I will be like, how did I ever think that? Mm. David Lindsay Bear also wrote the screenplay for Poltergeist. The original, the remake? Yeah, cool. the remake. Which I actually quite liked. So, we've got some good people working on Yeah, this. I feel like you've, you've definitely... You're not doing a cheap cash and you're taking the effort to get the right people for the license. Yeah. They developed the idea yes. to be based on Shrek and how popular Shrek was. They started working on this in 2002. Shrek came out in 2001. Yes. I so, remember getting it for Christmas on VHS. Yeah. Very, very quickly after the film. Yes. They thought, let's turn this, let's do the Disney Broadway method, turn yeah. this into a musical. Because Disney was making quite a lot of money off of their Broadway shows at this point. They did a reading for the first time in 2007 and they had Jason Moore come on board as the director. Mm-hmm. And they had, interestingly, Celia Keenan-Bolger was reading for Princess Fiona. She is the older sister of Andrew Keenan-Bolger who played Crutchy in Newsies. Cool. So all people that you all know. And the person who goes on to play Lord Farquaad in the version we're going to watch was in the reading cast. Cool. He read for Lord Farquaad. His name is Christopher Cyber. Yes. So we've got Sutton Foster, Brian Darcy James, who 
has been King George in Hamilton. Yep. We've got Daniel Beaker as Donkey. Yeah. And he was also in Hamilton. Yes, and Kimmy Schmidt. Was he in Kimmy Schmidt? Yeah. Who's he in Kimmy Schmidt? In Kimmy Schmidt, he plays um, Agent, Agent Dunleavy. I've never watched the show. We need to watch Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I would rather we watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I don't feel like he's that big a character. He must be uh, kind of a smaller role in it to just be an agent if he's defined by that side. I, that so, happen. out of the cast you've just described, yeah, Daniel Breaker is the only black actor. But So which character do you think? Well, I know he's Donkey. Yeah. So I kind of feel that's fair, though, because if we're thinking of the source material... It's Eddie... Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Now, personally, I... Perhaps I'm the wrong person to comment on this, but personally, I feel that if we are taking a role from a film that has been established Mm -hmm. and made famous by a very noteworthy person of colour... Yeah then to give the role of donkey to a white person would be wrong would be wrong yeah i agree i would i don't think there'd be any issue with casting a um person of color to be fiona or shrek or farquaad but i think it, you cannot pronounce his name like that this whole time lord farquaad yeah i refuse but i think if you change donkey mm-hmm. that's an issue yeah, so we also have Christopher Cyber, who is playing Lord Farquaad. Yes. He was also in Spamalot, and cool. he played Galahad in Spamalot. I was going to say Lancelot, but he was Galahad. He was amazing in that. We have a really Tim good Curry. cast. Now, the other thing I know is that obviously not all the songs can play. You told me about how some of the songs play over the PA as you're coming in. I went to see this show... When it came to the West End in 2011. Did you see it with Amanda What's-Her-Face yes. from Britain's Got Talent? Yeah, I did. Um, I don't know what her surname was either. No, Amanda Holden. Amanda Holden, yeah. She was great. I oh, was very she's, I've seen her do performances to promote it and she was fantastic. From what I remember from 2011, she was really good. Yes. But in the theatre that I went to see it in, because obviously a lot of the songs that are used in the movie, they can't use for the show. Yes. Because obviously they're copyright, pop, yeah, pop radio songs, and they wrote a lot of songs for the show. Instead, they played all the songs from the Shrek soundtrack over the PA before the show started, and then when the show starts, you're introduced to the show by Donkey. So there's no Smash Mouth, no, but there is a cast recording of "Then I Saw Her Face." Yeah, I'm a believer. So that's still in at the end. Yeah, I would the assume. monkeys gave permission for them to use that song. Cool. Because I've heard the they recording of that, it, and it's very good. Mm-hmm. And I've heard a few of the original songs. There's the one that she's singing the morning, I would assume, after she gets freed from the tower. Like, yeah. the bit in the movie where she blows up a bird. Yeah, that's on my alarm clock playlist. It was. You played it in the car the other day. I was like, huh, this is Shrek. Yeah. I don't know what other songs will be in there, but I'm really intrigued to see how they fit. Because I've always felt this had a really kind of, like, funky vibe. Mm-hmm. So, in... Did you see it in Drury Lane? Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, no, there was a big joke about that, yeah, don't worry. Which I think is hilarious. The Muffin Man, the Muffin Man, who lives on Drury Lane. Yeah, and they looked out into the audience and, like, made a big deal out of it, yeah. and all of the ushers cheered. I like that yeah, joke. I've cute. been to that theatre so much. Mm-hmm. I saw Lord of the Rings, the musical there. 
I saw Matilda there. I've seen Charlie and the Chocolate Factory there. It's such a good theatre. It is a good theatre. The issue is it's a short-run theatre. Yes, yeah. And I wish they would put something in there that was a permanent placement. But do you think that's because that theatre is kind of like a tourist trap? Yeah. Say you've been to Drury Lane Theatre. Yeah, sure. Like, it's one of those gimmicky theatres. Mm-hmm. It's opposite Women in Black, yeah. which has been there I'd for... like to go and see that again. It's so good. So, in 2008, they premiered Out of Town at the Fifth Avenue Theatre in Seattle. Wow, we, we don't... Fifth Avenue! <laughs> we don't get many Seattles. No. Usually it's Chicago or yeah. LA. They previewed in August of 2008, and they opened in September. And the tryout that they were doing there ran until September 21st, and people cited it as being a movie-to-stage adaptation that kept the heart of the story. So this is the thing. We were talking about how Legally Blonde set the tone for adaptations. Now, that was 2007? Not adaptations, for things to go the other way around. Yes, that's what I mean. So yeah. Legally Blonde was 2007. Mm-hmm. But there had been plans for Shrek way before that. Yeah, and The Lion King and a lot of Disney musicals. The reason that Legally Blonde set the president for that... Because it was live action and Disneyland. doesn't have like a pre-existing musical background. Yeah. Fair. The Disney to Broadway adaptations were particularly of musicals that had already been written with the Broadway style. So Alan Menken movies, essentially. Yes. They were written with the ability to transfer. Yeah. And they wrote loads of extra songs to in advance that. so they could be used. And that's what they were trying to do with Shrek. But I guess the difference with Shrek being you haven't already got all these other songs. So I would say Shrek is almost closer to a Legally Blonde than it is a Disney one. Yeah. Because you are... Yes, it's a musical license already. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same musical license as Disney where you have got a Broadway soundtrack already there. Yeah. With Shrek, you are going to have to add a lot of songs because... Arguably, the only songs you can use from Shrek without having to pester for the rights are Dulac yeah. and the Robin Hood and His Merry Men song. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if that's in it or not, but... Monsieur Hood, yeah. Yeah. That's a um, Men in Tights joke, though. It is, but it's not a song from Men in Tights. No. So those are arguably the only two songs that you know you can access for Shrek the Musical because yeah. you wrote them. So I would say this is closer to Legally Blonde in that way. Yeah, but they were trying to take after the Disney success. Which I understand, but I just feel like in terms of as a critic, as a reviewer, looking at the quality of the movie to stage adaptation, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be looking at Disney as a comparison. Mm -hmm. I'd be looking at Legally Blonde. Yeah. So in 2008, November of 2008, they moved to the Broadway Theatre which is actually the name of the theatre on Broadway. I was going to say, is it just off Broadway? (laughs) Yeah, and they opened officially on December 14th for a Christmas run to try and get interest. I'd say That is the time of year to take your kids to see a musical. But but also one like Shrek, which has the panto vibes. Like, I'd imagine there must be some breaking the fourth wall in this Mm -hmm. one. Yeah. This is the point at which Daniel Breaker became Donkey. Yeah. Before that, they had Chester Gregory II, but the creative team for Broadway felt that he didn't fit the part. Okay. Which is interesting. And the dragon is voiced by a couple of different ensemble actresses. 
at the same time? Is it like layered to give like an intimidating voice or was it just... No, it just depends who's on that track okay, that fair. night. Um, previously in previews, there had been an actress hired to play Dragon who came out the end and sang with the cast in like a dragon dress. and But she just voiced Dragon the rest yeah. of the time. That was her job. And they got rid of that role and gave it to Ensemble Track. And she was offered a part in the ensemble and she said no. I, Which I think fair enough. Fair if you enough. Go from principal to, to non principal. Yeah. However, I'd argue that maybe having refined the formula a little bit, let's try something else. Yeah. I think Dragon, I mean, Dragon doesn't speak. No, but she has a song. No, I know, but Dragon doesn't speak in a conventional way. And mm. actually, I'd imagine it's possibly done puppet like, like Warhorse. More like Wicked. Cool. So in that sense, it feels, especially if the actor isn't seen, mm-hmm. it well, that's why they would feels bring like her a, out at the end. Yeah, and she would sing. which is awesome, but it kind of feels like I can. I don't blame them for thinking right. Actually, mm-hmm. we're possibly spending a lot of money from our budget on this principal character yeah. when actually we could spend less money and have ensemble which you know maybe unfairly is not giving an actor their chance but especially if you're in a newer show on broadway which is more expensive Mm -hmm. you've got to cut costs yeah so i can kind of understand that logic there Mm -hmm. so we now have our entire cast yes we're ready and at this point from december 14th of 2008 until october 2009 the song I'm a Believer was just played over a PA in the audience until they realised that people were staying in the audience to dance to this song. So they added it. Even to after the... the actors had left? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, after the bows. Because it, it was just being played over the PA as people were leaving. So they added it to the performance and they got the cast to come out and sing it at the end. That's very cool. Yeah. It was... Well, again, another reason why it maybe is the right decision to change Dragon from principal to ensemble because you can then use that money to reinvest it in the musical and give the fans what they want. Mm-hmm. It was nominated for eight Tony Awards at the 2009 Tony Awards. What was its main competition? So this year at the Tony Awards, the highest nominated musical was Billy Elliot. Yeah. Billy Elliot got 15 nominations. Then the next one... I thought one, Billy Elliot was older. Yeah. But this is Broadway Billy Elliot. Okay, so it's transferred over. It's a new transfer. Mm-hmm. Fair. So that had 15 nominations. Then Next to Normal, which is a phenomenal musical, had 11 nominations. And then with eight nominations, you've got Shrek tied with Hair, which is a revival. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I have seen the first half of Billy Elliot mm-hmm. and it's phenomenal and yeah. I would not be surprised if that won more than Shrek. Yeah. I just think the Billy tone Billy Elliot it... won 10 ponies. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know the next normal. Next to normal. I don't know next to normal and mm-hmm. hair I know is is a big deal. Yeah. I, I, I mean, for me, I would say what I've seen of Billy Elliot, the ballet style, but also like the genuine heartwarming message, like... Yeah, that musical that. makes me cry. Like, I need to see the second half. Yeah. I really do. But I can see that being... You do, but it'll just end with me like sobbing on the sofa. Maybe we should cover it for this at some point. I have the 
video. Yeah, as, as so do I at work. Um, but I think we should cover that soon. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a good one. Tweet us if you're interested for me to see Billy Elliot, because if that's something you listeners would love to hear, we, we can make it. it happen, yeah. Mm-hmm. So nominated for eight, and it won Best Costume Design. Which, to be fair, I've seen the costumes, and actually they've done a really good job at making, in my opinion, Shrek and Donkey not look ridiculous. Yeah. Farquad looks ridiculous. But, but the actor that he's played by is known for playing this sort of. But ridiculous. that's what I mean, appropriately ridiculous. Yeah. I've seen a few bloopers as well, that blooper reel we watch, and like his legs go up. wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fine. I think this is supposed to be kind of pantomime and slapstick. So mm-hmm. I think that's a very well deserved Tony win because yeah. the costumes, I think, look good. Yeah, I agree. Then it goes on a couple of tours after the Tony Awards because it closed on Broadway in January of 2010. So it had a year and a bit run. Yeah, 441 performances. And then toured for a while. They had a couple of different versions of the show that toured with different songs. So some of the versions that went on tour had the songs from the preview version of Shrek. And some of them were the Broadway version of Shrek, which is super interesting. Would they have been allowed to use the monkeys on tour simply because, like, the money that you're spending on that can you justify on tour? they were allowed. Cool. And then in 2011, it came here. Yes. And it had Nigel Lindsay as Shrek. Who I recognise the name, and I can't place the face. Like, I know who Nigel Lindsay is, but for the life of me, I can't actually remember what else he's been in. Mm -hmm. I know he's, he's he's a... Big deal. Uh, he was in Victoria. Yeah. He's in Sucker Punch. Cool. Apparently. Lots of different things. I need to look at the name He's as well. He's also in The Pillow Man. He was in... Oh, we're so... We're supposed to see The Pillow Man. Yeah. With um, Kick-Ass. Yeah. I can't wait. I love... Oh, I do know him. He was in Four Lions. It actually has Benedict Cumberbatch. After Amanda Holden, actually, it was Kimberly Walsh that took over as Princess Fiona. Yeah, I yeah. remember that as well. Neil McDermott was Lord Farquaad at one point. Cool. Yeah. They, they played Donkey really over here. Cool cast for this one. Richard Blackwood. Recognise him as well. Yeah. Yeah, I remember... Toured a bit in the UK and Ireland, and then in 2018, the second UK tour closed, and nothing has been seen of it since. I remember it went to one of the theatres local here, the place we went to see Avenue Q. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to go, but it was one of the weeks I was away with the school. Yeah. Fun fact, the performance rights for Shrek are only allowed in Berlin. Good. So, do oh. you are you aware of the existence of a website called Budget Beasts? No. It is essentially a collection of pictures of high school and secondary school editions of Beauty and Budget the Beast. Budget Beasts, yes, okay. And the pictures of the Beast costumes, yes. as well as like Mrs. Potts and all the, the yes, other characters. I can imagine that. It's one of my favourite websites. <laughs> because it must be like... Ooh. It's amazing. And you feel really... Like, it, it is just funny. It's just funny. Yes. And that's all you can take no, from it. Because we, we are teachers. We've worked on school productions. We, we know the limits. Mm. We're but allowed to laugh. There at them. should be a version for Shrek because I've seen so many pictures of high school versions of Shrek where the costumes are just. Do you think that's why there's great. no like high school version of Wicked? Because like 
do you want to paint your kid green every night? It's not worth That's it. That's what I mean, exactly. It, it... Body paint's expensive. Yeah. Like good body paint that doesn't rub off. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how I know, but I, I know. I don't want to know how you know. I am very excited for this one. As I say, I'm a little trepidatious. Yeah. Because I'm sure I'm going to have a great time with this one. Mm-hmm. But I really love Shrek. I, I would actually say Shrek 2. I know this is Shrek 1 and it's going to just adapt that one. And I'd say we end with him and Fiona getting married and Shrek has his swamp and then I saw her face. Yeah. But Shrek 2 is without a doubt in my top five films of all time. Mm-hmm. I love that film. And I love Shrek. I think it's such a well-made film. Yeah. I think it's really good at like a subversion of the fairy tale. Yeah. I have very fond memories of this one. So I hope the musical lives up to that expectation. Yes. Without sounding like, because obviously different level. It's like Hamilton where... (laughs) Sure. I was scared of watching Hamilton because what if I didn't like it? Because I'd had all this hype and had nothing but good things. Mm -hmm. And to watch it and be like, I loved it. And it was great. And that was really, really nice for me to do Obviously, I'm not saying this is going to be the same part as Hamilton in terms of like its impact or narrative. Mm-hmm. Or I'm hoping this is just going to be pure fun. But like, it's kind of I'm going into that with the same kind of like, oh, I hope this one doesn't disappoint. Yeah, this is one this I've been one, excited for. My favorite thing about this uh, Shrek the Musical is that in the transition from movie to musical, all of the like Disney jokes that they're making about Disney and Disney princesses without having to actually name Disney. In this version, they're all jokes about other musicals. Cool. I love it. Yeah. I'm so on board. So we are watching the 2013 filmed version with the original Broadway cast. So they filmed it in 2013. They brought the cast back especially for this. They announced that they would be filming it in 2009. And that the original Broadway production had been recorded for so potential like DVD release. But because the national tour and the West End production was running, they couldn't release it. Because generally things like that only get released afterwards. Yeah. So after the closure of the tour and the West End productions, Amazon.com confirmed that they would be releasing it. Yeah, so this is, is how we're watching it. Yeah, it's, it's Hamilton. They recorded it knowing for a while they would be able to do something with it later on. Yeah. Awesome. Why not? A lot of musicals are filmed like that. Yeah. Though. So. Is there anything you would want from Shrek 2, other than songs, to appear in this version? So I like the characters in Shrek 2. Yeah. I really like kind of how Pinocchio, the big bad wolf, the three little pigs. And the mice. And yeah. the mice have a little bit more character. And, mm-hmm. and Gigi, um, gingerbread man. Gingy. Yeah, he's Gigi. No, he's Gingy. I know, but... Stop trying to make it French. You're not going to make French happen. (laughs) I like in the second... Be impressed with my joke for a second. I don't get your joke. Oh, fine. It's a mean girl's joke. I really like the sequence in the second one where, like, it's all Mission Impossible Mm -hmm. and they break them out of prison. They're not going to do that on stage. No, I know they're not, but I like how those characters get flashed out more because in the first one, they're kind of just side notes. Yeah. I would love to see some Prince Charming. Especially, like, smarmy, like, Rupert Everett Prince Charming. I love Rupert Everett, yeah. 
and Fairy Godmother. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see their referenced. Yes. Possibly the king and queen are far far away. Like mm-hmm. a little bit of their backstory locking Fiona in. Like, there's another song that I know. I've heard the musical theatre group sing up in a it, in the castle. It's today. It, no, it's, it's one in a castle. Yeah. There's a princess yes. in a tower. Yeah, it's called I Know It's Today. That it's one I've song, heard. Yeah. I like that song. I like that song. So I'd like to kind of have like maybe a, a little girl version of Fiona for her to be like oh that'd be cool like if you had big Fiona sing little Fiona and like spotlights on both of them as they both belt out this song it's way better than that don't yeah. worry I, I'm very excited for this one good maybe Donkey turning into a stallion baby but that's probably that's a costume change we don't want to do oh with. and Puss in Boots yes I was Puss wondering in... if you were going to say Puss in Boots Puss in Boots which again I've got to mention I love the Puss in Boots film I haven't seen it oh we have to watch it it's so good okay it's so good. For now, though. For now, though. Shrek the musical. So excited. I'm, I'm so excited. I love this show. I'm I a believer. And you are an all-star. Yes. Get your and game on. Things are looking up here in Get Duloc. paid. So we've got this. Yes, we've got this. Right, see you guys later. Princess, oh look, the moon is out tonight. You remind me of that moon because it's big and bright. And by big, I don't mean chubby. Obviously, you're not fat, but your personality is biggish, is what I meant. And boy, that. Sorry about that fat thing, I'm on the hefty side myself. I have to blame the gene pool, which reminds me of... Oh, where am I going with this? When words fail, what will I do? When words fail, how will she know how I feel? When words fail, will I fail too? And we are back. We have journeyed to mm-hmm. Duloc. Yep. Had a blast. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to talk about it now. Yes, we certainly are. Was this one of the first things that Sutton Foster had been in? It's certainly the first time I've seen her. Uh, no, it's not. She'd done quite a lot before here, but she is... I would say probably most famous for Thoroughly Modern Millie. Yes. The thing is, from what I've kind of heard about her, she's this really serious, awesome performer. Mm -hmm. So seeing a lighter side of her in Shrek was really cool. I got the sense that all of these actors are potentially used to being in more serious fare. Yeah, I don't think Sutton Foster's ever taken herself seriously. Her first ever role, she was Sandy in Greece. Cool. The year I was born. Wow. Yeah, 1995. She's clearly got a good reputation at this point in time. Yeah. And is it not potentially a gamble for her to do Fiona in Shrek? Mm-hmm. So I think like it's really awesome because you've yeah. got her adding more legitimacy to it. And the cast as a whole, I think. 
yeah. add more legitimacy to it because they're so phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But I was watching at times thinking, how on earth did they get such a great cast for Shrek the musical? Yeah. And it just, I loved seeing them interact with one another. But it's just weird because you've got somebody I've heard of quite a lot in Sutton Foster farting on stage and belching. And I was like, yeah, this is the thing. She's a very, I guess, what you would call a classical actress. She does more serious things. Yes. But she has a good. Her like breakout role was Thoroughly Modern Millie, which. Was that the same year as Shrek? No. Because you said. There was a revival of it the same year as Shrek. Okay. So we watched this on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's got some kind of cinematic elements. We start off with the DreamWorks logo, which yeah. I will forever love that they use the Shrek theme now for the DreamWorks logo. Like, Shrek has become synonymous with DreamWorks. Yeah. Considering, you know, they've had Ants and Prince of Egypt first. Mm-hmm. I love that it's now Shrek Studio. Yeah. And what a brilliant kind of start than seeing a green curtain yes of course i mean that's just brilliant you go into the auditorium and you are presented with a green curtain i love it when the show starts before the show starts do you know yes, what i mean i know exactly it's the same mean. when we get like the universal logo and it's been turned into an eight bit to go along with scott pilgrim mm-hmm. when we were going to waitress and you've got the pie lattice yeah. It's amazing. And yeah. with this, the green curtain, it sets the tone brilliantly. And I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I love that they've kept him as a Scottish ogre. Yeah. Brian Doss James is doing a really good job with he is. the accent. So we start with a Once Upon a Time, which <laughs> yes. I really like. He's a little ogre who lived on a swamp. Now, I wasn't sure at first because we have kind of a weird view of baby shrek because we're seeing him from behind yeah and there wasn't much movement i thought okay so you've either got a mannequin or you've got a little boy mm-hmm. and sure enough it was a little boy and he looked terrified whenever he was looking towards the audience he had this look of he looks so scared all the time he, he did bless him but i think it's amazing that they've got his family literally just for this moment mm-hmm. we don't see them again so you mentioned to me how Brian Darcy James had to get there two hours before to do his prosthetics. Yeah, but These his, poor his act... stay on the whole time. Yeah, but they must have had to well, one of get them that is... early-ish as well. Baby Shrek's dad is the wolf. And Baby Shrek's mum is Mama Bear. But they've got a really quick characters. turnover rate as well. This, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to talk about this as the show progresses, but the costume changes. Oh my God. So yeah. you said that this won the Tony for best costume. Yeah, like, it did. Undoubtedly. Like, mm. the costumes in this are just incredible. Obviously, the prosthetics on the ogres is amazing, and they look like ogres without looking silly. Mm. Donkey's design is fantastic. Lord Farquaad, did, it, he, he looks amazing. But so do the ensemble and the other fairy tale characters, like the Pinocchio and the wood-type effect. They all look incredible, but I think you also have to consider the costume changes yeah. and how quick some of them are. The fact that they make them work seamlessly. A Tony that is well-earned and well-deserved. Mm, absolutely. I like Big Bright Beautiful World, but not for you. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's such a good line. As a character introduction, that's hilarious. Yes. And I really like the way the sage adds steps. They don't do it more often. I think they just do it at the opening. Mm. I can't remember other instances where the steps kind yeah, of Yeah, you're right. Which is a shame they don't use it more frequently. But They use it for morning person at the beginning of act two yeah but it's really nice i remember when i saw lord of the rings the musical and the steps would come up and down to give the sense that they're climbing up mount doom yeah and it's brilliant when you see shows like this the one in this is the same as the lion king one and i think that's the point yeah it's almost like he is young simba and whereas sim's got the world ahead of him and everything the light touches shrek has what's that shadowy part over there that's (laughs) That's where you live stay there which yeah it's a good parallel Mm-hmm. <laughs> watch out for men with pitchforks is a great line but i really like shrek's commentary over top he's like they came to greet me but they'd always run away when i when i tried yeah. to get involved <laughs> poor little baby shrek poor baby shrek but the set is gorgeous the way they bring out his swamp it looks like all shrek's of the swamp. different bits of set and i wanted to say that when you said about the stairs they're they don't really reuse many of the sets. No. So we have like a forest at one point and you have Duloc from the front and then Duloc in the distance yeah. as two different pieces of set. You've got Shrek Swamp, which we see a couple of times because obviously that's a reusable one. Yeah. It's a It's a smaller set piece. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Because that one needs to come on and off. But him breaking out of it when we get to see Big Yeah, the way he comes out of the outhouse is brilliant. Mm -hmm. And it's a really nice way to kind of keep the integrity to the character we meet from the film. Yeah. There's really good parallels that you do feel like you are seeing the same Shrek we know and love. But Mm -hmm. with a nice few additions. Yeah. But I think Brian Darcy James, he looks and he sounds like Shrek. I'd be really curious to know what Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy and Cameron Diaz thought of like the characters that they popularised. Yeah. You know, I think it's their voices along with the story that made Shrek work. And I'd be really interested to see what they thought of the characters. The story of my life song. Yeah. I really like the fairy tale characters. Like I say, they look amazing. Mm -hmm. I love Pinocchio, his voice, the costume, everything about it is brilliant i do think at times he sounds like mr hankey from south park who uh pinocchio oh i i mean i don't really know what that sounds like i know you don't but if i was to show you it later on i'm sure you might be like huh kind of but he does still sound like pinocchio from the film as well so there's a you know really good integrity there yeah would you like to know out of the original cast who really likes Shrek the Musical. I wouldn't be surprised if it is Cameron Diaz. It is Cameron Diaz, yeah. She thinks it's the best thing that has ever happened to Shrek. And she said, it's hilarious. There's so many laughs. It's great to see all of these actors playing it off of each other and playing it together. But I would never want to be in it. (laughs) I could (laughs) Which I think is fair enough. (laughs) I think it's more demanding on... Fiona in person. I'm sure if they were to animate this, they could get the original voice cast and potentially do okay with it. We know Eddie Murphy can sing, we know Cameron yeah. Diaz can sing, and I'm sure Mike Myers would be fine. Yeah. But I think in person, maybe it's not a skill set that Cameron Diaz has. Mm-hmm. 
So we get a really nice moment where the guard for Lord Farquaad is talking to the three bears. He says, too far, too close, just, just right. right. Yeah, he and sucks. <laughs> there was a missed opportunity for a Defying Gravity reference here when we had the Wicked Witch. Yeah. Hey-ho. You know, <laughs> I'm sure I'll cope without yeah. a Defying Gravity reference there. Issue with the wolf. Yeah. Kind of needs a line change. Yeah, so... It's been talked to death about, essentially, with this musical, but there is an unfortunate line that is used by the wolf who is dressed as Granny from Red Riding Hood. Yes. And they make... I don't know which way around they came up with that rhyme, but it's not okay. If you know what I'm talking about and you've heard the song or seen this musical, you will know exactly what part I'm talking about, but I'm not going to repeat it. Because it no. isn't appropriate. But you've said it's been talked about. So are there other people who have said, yeah, yes. this isn't right? So it has been kind yeah. of called out already. I would say the majority of the theatre community agree that it is an unnecessary line. And that we... Why is this still in it? Yeah. Like, it's the only line in it that I truly felt there was an issue with. Like, there's no other yeah. point in this show. Because that joke like is it. never made in the film. No. It isn't. Like, yeah. We get it, you like dressing up as the grandma, but that's we're not going to make fun of it. Because that's kind of the point. Yeah. Is that all of these fairy tale characters have their quirks, but we just accept them. Yeah, but you're right. It's not, it's it's, not it's a not good necessary. line. And I would certainly say that's something that needs to be changed in any revival of Shrek. I would mm. be really shocked if we saw Shrek in 2020, 2021 with this line. Yeah. Pinocchio says this is worse than that time in Tijuana. Yes. I would have loved for his nose to grow again that time. <laughs> I love the way they got the nose to work. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it's it? It's really cool. It's a really good effect. There's a the, One of the great things about this musical and the script is it keeps a lot of my favourite jokes from the film in. Mm-hmm. Which I don't mind. It doesn't matter that I'm watching a rehashed version of something because it's still its own thing but it maintains Shrek. So one of my most favourite lines, it's hideous. Well, that's not very nice. It's just a donkey. Yeah. I love that line. And yeah, I really like that moment when Shrek meets Donkey and rescues him. Mm -hmm. Donkey is really annoying, which is perfect. Yeah, he's great. Like... It, his whole part in this version of it is perfect, yeah. I think. This is... But he's got, like, this wide-eyed effect as well. He's just got this really good grin on his face. He's almost a bit scary. <laughs> it is a bit scary, but it, he's donkey. Yeah. Like, it's how I like would a, picture... He looks like a cartoon a, character. He does. He looks like donkey. He's got the right mannerisms that we see in the film, mm-hmm. which I think is brilliant. He's done an amazing job. Yeah. I loved it whenever Donkey and Shrek were together. All of their interactions and then their interactions against Fiona as well, when mm. it's them being like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. have such bromance. It's amazing. Well, it is. Like, it is the most. I would argue, I have argued already, like, before with <laughs> people, Shrek and Donkey is the main relationship in the film. Yeah. Like, his falling in love with Fiona is important, but it's very but much. Secondary. It's secondary to his relationship with Donkey. 
Yeah. And his relationship with Donkey is the important one. And you get that here, which is really nice. It doesn't feel like it's been left by the wayside just to focus instead on the mm. romantic love. Shrek needs to learn to love himself, but he also needs to learn to let people in. Yeah. And that's friendships, that's relationships. And mm. Donkey is such a good part of that. So we meet all the fairy tale creatures in Story of My Life. Yes. Including Peter Pan, which has one of my favourite jokes in this musical, which is... Grow up, you're 35 and you need a shave. Yes. <laughs> and yes. he like freaks out. It's great. I loved that line. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Which fairy tale creature did you not recognise? There was one, and I wrote it down later because we come back to them, but I think it was like a sugar plum fairy or something. The sugar plum fairy becomes Gingerbread Man, but you didn't recognise Humpty Dumpty. Yes, that was it, Humpty Dumpty. Yeah. Yeah, I, d- I didn't really get the Humpty Dumpty vibe from it. I didn't feel they looked egg-like enough. Now, where does it say that Humpty Dumpty is an egg? I would say Humpty Dumpty in this world is an egg, especially oh, in, the pu- sure. in the Puss in Boots film, Humpty Dumpty is the villain and he is an egg. What? Yeah, so... Okay. I haven't seen I, that one. We need to watch... It's actually a really good film, Puss okay. in Boots, like as a spin-off. Yeah. Because it's it's Antonio Banderas as Puss. Mm-hmm. Zach Galifianakis as Humpty Dumpty. It's a really good take on that character okay. as a spin-off. Yeah, all of, all of these jokes about the fairy tale characters are just so funny. Oh yeah, and especially the, the musical theatre references. There's a gypsy reference as well. There is. Mama's in the mud, Mama's in distress. Yep, I really liked that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a subtle and joke. And a chorus line reference as well, where we the music getting... gets to... Which is the chorus line bit of music. But yeah, we do keep getting chorus line references and I don't get them yet because I've not seen the film. But... Yeah, I really liked this number. I really liked Don't Let Me Go. If you kill a man, I'll hide the body. That was good. <laughs> and then we cut to meet Lord Farquaad. Yes. I really like the way the knights come on all synchronised and have like these big jazzy kind of choreographed entrances. Mm-hmm. Here he is. <laughs> right here. <laughs> here he comes <laughs> until I, he arrives I liked that bit and his entrance is just amazing the way it's lit mm-hmm. and the way he walks out now him and Felonius oh my god the way he's on his knees is just perfect it's incredible isn't because it? the costume again is obscure enough mm-hmm. that it just looks like his cloak and the way that the gaps between his little puppet legs work to look like the back of his robe it's hilarious and it works it's not a sort of joke that you kind of feel is done too much Mm -hmm. he doesn't look like he's struggling to move as well it it's just yeah he even does some bits where he runs as well which are amazing but some of my favorite moments in this whole show are bits when the actor gets up yes and has to get off stage really quickly and you can see him like run with the little legs like flapping I I thought it was brilliant I thought he'd done a fantastic job as as Farquaad and I think the realization of that character Mm -hmm. I I knew he was going to still be small in this Mm -hmm. but I'd often wondered before I knew that point like how would they get across that would they have cut his character and written in a new character or made changes because how do you actually physically get it to work? Yeah. And they've done a great job of that. 
And the gingerbread man puppet is great, especially because he is actually bigger than Lord Farquaad. Yeah, basically. The one that they're, um, they've chopped the legs off of anyway is bigger than Lord Farquaad. Yeah. Somebody comes in and they say, we've got, we've got something for you. A pretty pony. <laughs> is it a pretty pony? <laughs> yes. No, it's the magic mirror. Oh, brilliant. Bring it in. <laughs> Less excited for yeah. the magic mirror. And we get another the recall. The actual magic mirror. Yes, which is brilliant. And the way they've obviously pre-recorded everything. Yeah. Love it. Does he do the voice of the Magic Mirror as well? I think I saw that in the credits. Who? Lord Farquaad. Yes. The so they've obviously recorded also... it, but it works and the timing really flows well. Mm-hmm. She may live with seven other men, but she's not easy. Oh, she's Tupperware. <laughs> yeah, Snow White. She's in Tupperware. <sighs> okay, I will get to this later on. There's a few issues I have with the constant thread of Snow White. Yeah. I might as well talk about it now. Right. Yeah, go so, on then. Are you going to do some spoilers? Obviously. I'm, in the second yes. half of our podcast, there's spoilers at this point. Yeah, but, so yeah. Snow White is one of his options to marry and become a queen. So she is still, at this point, Asleep. in her coma. Mm-hmm. Okay. In... There's a princess in a tower. I know it's today. She mentions the second book that teenage Fiona reads is about Snow White. There's a princess in a coma. (laughs) But the way the Rapunzel one works is almost like it's an autobiography of Rapunzel, that she's she's out of the tower and she's written a book. And it feels like the same with Snow White, that Snow White feels like her story's been finished. Yeah. That's why she's reading the book. So has she eaten another poison apple here's what i think and i thought about this i'm gonna have another issue in a second so you tell me your point okay you you brought this up your issue with this up earlier and i had time to think about it yes in shrek 2 Mm -hmm. the fairy godmother tells shrek that all of these stories are already written yeah and that shrek is ruining fiona's story because fiona's story is she marries charming yes and they live happily ever after And he's the one that kills the dragon and rescues her from the tower and everything. So that story's been written already. And also, in her office, there's not just the bottles. On the shelves, there are books of Cinderella and Snow White and Sleeping Beauty. All those books are in there already. So she's obviously pre-written them and predetermined these stories. So the books exist before the characters' lives do. Okay. But here's my other issue. Right. So, the Ballad of Lord Farquaad. Yes. We learn who his father is. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that later. But he mentions the fact that his father is now shacking up with seven other men. Yeah. Which must mean, if he's keeping tabs on his father, because he's going to execute him as soon as he's a king, Yeah. he must know that his father knows Snow White. Not necessarily, because Snow White being there is a secret. But if he's keeping tabs, which he is, he's going to know. Because this line here from the Magic Mirror, she's shacking up with seven other men. That she's not easy. I don't think he's smart enough to make that connection. I just feel like he would be aware of who Snow White is. Yeah, okay. I think... Do you know how old she's supposed to be? Like 17. Like 14. Yeah. Yeah. But this is how long has she been there? So 
fine, your story about your idea of the fairy godmother had written stories. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine, I can get on board with that. The yeah. suspension of disbelief. I just think for the final joke being who his dad is and what's mm-hmm. going on, I would have chosen another princess instead of Snow White at this point. Yeah, why don't they just use Sleeping Beauty? Yeah, I would just, I would have personally used a different Snow White, it, a different princess, but it means we lose this brilliant joke about she's Tupperware. Mm-hmm. It just, it's, I'm thinking too much into this because I'm not criticizing the show. I had an absolute blast. I loved it. I just think making this joke and then having another joke that relates to the same story. Yeah. Ish affects kind of the continuity. I think Lord Farquaad would be aware of Snow White. Fair enough. And she'd probably be the easiest one. And the Magic Mirror would probably also know that about him, that he's not going to go for Snow White because he doesn't want to see Daddy. Yeah. So why would the Magic Mirror suggest Snow White when he's trying to stay as far away from Daddy as possible? Because the writers of the story haven't thought hard enough about their continuity. For yeah. Things. That's that's kind of my one issue. Yeah. My one hot take, because the rest of this I loved. Okay. I loved. Sure. So. I think you're thinking about this too much. I'm thinking about this too much. I shouldn't be thinking about Shrek the Musical like this, but. This scene into the next scene is my favourite transition in this whole show. Yes. Because we go from the magic mirror looking at a picture of Fiona to baby Fiona in the tower. Yeah, but also the way the tower comes up and the set design of having the mist at the bottom so we know it's in the tallest tower. Mm -hmm. I mentioned that I really wanted to see baby Fiona and adult Fiona yep. belting together. I did not anticipate teenage Fiona. Teenage Fiona is my favourite I loved one. seeing that. I love teenage Fiona. She's hilarious. I, I, do you know what's the most funny about this, though? What? Is the fact that you've got three Fionas, but two of them are hiding delicately behind this, yeah. this, this tower but the, the design of the tower as well so that it's painted to fit in with the backdrop so you you think that it's it's an actual window mm-hmm. and then you walk out and then you realise but I love the idea that little Fiona is talking with Sutton Foster she's like yeah like, do you know that on Broadway the mics are so powerful that you don't have to whisper if you're on stage and your mic is off really yeah been watching a lot of TikTok recently and a TikToker I follow it talks about he was on Broadway who's in Book of Mormon mm-hmm. and he talks a lot about how you can basically stand on stage and have an actual conversation with somebody at the level that we're talking now yeah as long as you know that your mic's off That's so because cool. nobody else's mic is going to pick you up yeah and if your mic's off no one can hear you so Sutton Foster is probably just they're probably just stood having an actual having a conversation chat. that's yeah. so cool it's one of the biggest things that people say is that when it, when you get your first job on Broadway, people know that it's your first job if because you when you're backstage, you're whispering. <laughs> people are like, what are you saying? Why aren't you talking louder? Speak up. Why are you whispering? Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, because we stand backstage in high school shows and we're like, if anybody talks, oh, yeah. I will kill you. Be quiet. The audience can hear you. Yeah, exactly. Like it just... Your mic's on. Stop talking. <laughs> oh, my God. If I got paid a penny for every time I had to say during dress rehearsals, we can hear your mics, we can hear your mics, we can hear your mics, <laughs> I might have a deposit for a mortgage. Yeah. Shout out to everyone backstage. <laughs> we can hear you yes. in the dressing room. 
I really like this song. I think it was fun. And I really like the moment where all the different Fionas came out together. So we go back to Shrek and Donkey and Shrek wins Punch Buggy. Yeah. Which I think is great. Yeah. Yellow like, car. Boof. And we get an, my other another one of my favourite moments in lines. Do you think he's compensating for something? Yeah. Now. <laughs> the payoff of this joke's great. Yeah. Of like Donkey not getting in for the and, next scene and yeah. then being like, oh, I got it. <laughs> I always say that a good kids film has to have good jokes for the adults that have to mm-hmm. watch it on repeat again and again and again and again. Yep. And this is an example of when I saw this film for the first time, I had no idea. I was donkey. It's just like, what are you talking about? Now, as an adult, mm-hmm. it's that subtle joke for the adults who will laugh. Absolutely. And it's perfect. Shrek is such a well-written story. Mm-hmm. I love the way the mascot just runs into into the wings, <laughs> backs back on and just falls over yeah. and it's like, oh God, yeah. oh God. Oh, I love this show. I absolutely adore it. What's up, Duloc? The costumes for the little figurines. They're not figurines, like they are the Duloc dancers, but they're yeah. brilliant. I love that we kept this in. It's so good. Some of my favourite lines in this song, we've practised our parts both forward and back. We make one mistake and we'll get the rack. Yeah. Because they know if they mess up, he's just going to have them killed. What kind of dance is this? <laughs> Depends. It's Fosse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is another Chorus Line reference. Because yeah. some of the choreography they do is from one of the songs from Chorus Line, which is called One. And it's sort of the finale song, but it's what they're learning all yes. the way through the show. And it's so funny that they do it in here. Yeah. But especially because we know that it's Fosse because he's trained in ballet, flamingo and jazz and they all do the, the Fosse pose. I really like the bit where Lord Farquaad is singing loudly and you hear the whispers of their fear and it's almost like they're singing but it's whispered hush like mm. we, we're too scared. And there's that brilliant bit where he's running up the tower. Yeah. And he's just standing up to it's, do it. Yeah, it's just the actual actor standing upright yes. with his little legs hanging in the air. I really like that what they've done with the extra kind of half an hour that the musical timing a lap permits them to have is they haven't dedicated that to Shrek, Donkey, Fiona. We keep that that kind of development as we've got. We develop Lord Farquaad. Mm -hmm. Because as a villain in the films, he's kind of meh. He's just kind of there. Yeah, he's a foil with very little here. He, he really has got a good personality. He's got daddy issues. Mm-hmm. And we I, I, we just learned he wants to be a king and eventually learn why. Because he wants to execute daddy. Yeah. I love it. And that's all we need to know. Shrek meets Farquaad. And I really think the way Lord Farquaad is presented, he's very King George. So I put this scene as King George meets King George. Yes. Because... That's just the vibe I get from it. Yeah. Oh, you missed out your favourite part of What's Up, well, Duloc. So I was going to say, because actually he meets Shrek and then Shrek goes off on his mission mm. and we finish Lord Farquaad's song and we finally get the Defying Gravity reference. <laughs> and no one's gonna bring me down. Whoa! He's great. 
great too. He really hits those notes. I just like the opening as well. I meant to say, like, when he sat up on the top of his castle and his little oh, legs are swinging you. off. What oh. a terrific surprise. And he just crosses his legs over and it's so, it's so, so funny. funny. The lift that's inside of that as yeah. well. He's got, there's like a mini Farquad tower thing. It's, the, it's like a semi-castle. Yeah. And inside of it, there is a little lift that Farquad stands on that takes him from the top of the tower down to the floor really, really quickly so that he can get his knee hooks back on to attach the feet to the yes. knees. And he can just crack on. And it's so funny. Now, I have added this to my Spotify because I really liked this song. Yeah. I am disappointed that the song doesn't end with and no one's going to bring me down. Yeah. I'm sure that they probably can't do that because like copyright, if you're going to sell a CD and a soundtrack, I don't know. It's disappointing that it's not yeah, on, on that. Yeah, it would be funny if it was. But I get it. I'm sure there must be some kind of reasons why not. Mm. The travel song is really, really good. <laughs> How many road trips did you and Jake sing this on? I would sing this on driving anywhere. I could sing this now, driving anywhere. I love this song. Yeah. But me and my brother knew our parts. So I always sang Donkey and he always sang Shrek. And Why me? Yeah. Why me? Why me? Well, we would, and we would just sing it over and layer it over each other. It was great. I am a big fan of visual comedy. Yeah. I like the way the curtains come in and we just see their adventures. So You Need a Pal Avenue yep. is great. You Need a Pal Avenue, right ahead. We get Puss in Boots. We do. The amount of effort that has gone into that little Puss in Boots puppet for yep. 10 seconds. <laughs> hey, look, a cat who's wearing boots. That's crazy. Yeah. We get the Lion King, which mm. I think is hilarious. With the giraffe puppet yes. and also one of the rolling antelope things which is is just so funny i think it's great i love how we get the cow jumped over the moon and then the dish <laughs> ran away with a spoon and the police car chasing them one of my favorite things with the cow jumped over the moon bit though is that it goes so fast yes that you might not see it i know but it's the moon <laughs> I really like how they've thought about these extra additions to make the world feel authentic with mm -hmm. this song. Like, no one's going to miss it if it's not there. But it's such good world building. This yeah. is a fairy tale world. It's where Shrek excels is, like, you've got all these characters. It's almost like the Avengers of fairy tales because you've got all these characters we know coming together. Mm -hmm. And that's the fun of it in Shrek is seeing, like, the representations of them and just being like, huh, <laughs> it's a throwaway line, but I liked that. Yeah. And it just it was brilliant. So yeah, the whole the whole set for this extended sequence yes. and then into the end of Travel Song is incredible. So I was gonna say like the crossing the bridge moment is just incredible. Like the bridge, you know, they walk across half one way and then they turn it so it's like they they've progressed. Mm -hmm. But the light changing, the smoke Everything about this sequence is fantastic. And also Shrek getting to sing Donkey's part. Oh, yeah, when it swaps and, and Donkey going, and why like, me? Sing a yeah. song. <laughs> You've been doing it all day. Yes. <laughs> like, you can feel his pain. But, oh, it's just so funny. I love it when characters in musicals get to sing somebody else's theme. Yeah. Usually it's a villain thing. It's one of the things I really liked about Hamilton is how many songs, as we progress and we get closer to the end, mm. that other characters will reference other people's songs. Mm -hmm. So I think it was 
Hurricane? Hurricane references everything. Well, that's what I mean. And you've got Hamilton singing other people's songs. And I really like that moment. Yeah. It, there, are, there are different parts in Hamilton that do that. Mm-hmm. And I like that we have it here. Donkey says a line about how he's got to have faith. And he sings a song that kind of covers the faith moment in Shrek, which I think is good. It's enough of a reference because they're not going to get the works of Mm -hmm. George Michael or Wham for this. So it's fun. Yep. Donkey ain't going to slay no dragon. He's going to lay the dragon. Yep. Oh, we get the end of Travel Song is they harmonise on with you and then Shrek gets to say that'll do donkey that'll That'll do do. (laughs) another one of my favorite lines same but I just like that they managed to fit it into a song and not have to just have him say it that's something that that's a very quoted thing from my family like yeah do you know what it's actually from that'll do pig that'll do yeah from babe yeah Yeah. it's it's one of my favorite jokes my group of friends in secondary school would say that to me like every day yeah That'll do, pig. That'll do. Because when I was in secondary school... You played babe. I played babe. (laughs) (laughs) Donkey Pot Pie is is a fantastic song. Mm -hmm. But I think it's one that only works when you get the visuals. Yes. And having all three of the girls on stage is And layered their voices for uh, Dragon, Mm -hmm. I think, is effective. The costumes and the puppet for Dragon are just amazing. The girls that are the scales on the tail yes. and everything and the skeletons. What they've done, which made me just think of spooky Mormon Heldry, yeah, which is just funny. I really like the way they operate Dragon as a puppet with the eyes and the different colours of the eyes. But there's so much personality in that puppet. Mm. I, I, I just was so impressed. I don't think there was a point in this where I felt like they'd sort of just stood the puppet upright and left it. No. Like every... There were moments where they could have. Yes. But... At every moment, Dragon is, like, moving. I was very sceptical when you said it was going to be more like Wicked than Warhorse. Because I yeah. thought Warhorse would have been really good at getting the emotion. No, this worked brilliantly. Mm. Like, the narrowing of the eyes and the movements of the mouth. This felt... Yeah. Just, just like the film. Just to be clear, I didn't mean the dragon in Wicked. I meant Oz's head Yeah. in Wicked. Yeah. And I realised afterwards that... You might have thought I meant the dragon. Yeah, but I the didn't. one that's kind of hovering at yeah, the top of the, the stage. Yeah, the dragon clock. Sutton Foster is just so good. She's so good. The, the brilliant bit with this is how a dream comes true. Mm-hmm. So getting herself ready. Yeah. And like, I love, she'd just been having a bop in her bedroom with her tambourine singing I Know It's Today on repeat like she must do every day. But she's just stood there tapping the tambourine like, I know it's today. (laughs) It really, it just was so much fun. And then, yeah, Shrek shows up and rescues her. Bended knee. Bended knee. Bended knee. Ouch. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I just really like these moments. She's crazy. You did, uh, was it Slay the Beast? Yeah. Slay the Beast. Oh, you did slay the beast. <laughs> it's, like, just... it's on my to-do list. Uh... <laughs> what kind of knight are you? Yeah, it's great. So they're running. And this is very reminiscent of a very Potter senior year for me. The opening where they're running on the spot. And it's it's so cheesy, but it works. And we get Shrek's awful flip, but like really good flipping. Shrek's excellent backflip where he kicks two of the skeletons. And you were like, 
what i was like brian darcy <laughs> james you so are I like, amazing i was like that wasn't brian darcy james and you i'm like really of course upset. it was brian darcy james and then you pointed out that no shrek's helmet came down really strategically yeah. and then they moved behind something and then shrek came back out and just flipped mm. and then moves off and comes back on yeah. there's really nice moments where Sutton Foster stops to pray and you get the reprise of God can you Are hear you me God yeah and again it's another nice moment we're in a new song but we reference old songs so yeah Shrek's rescued Fiona and we get the, the exchange where it's all I would love to look upon the prince who saved me yeah my love and they're like you think Shrek is your true love mm-hmm. and it plays out very much like the film like this is I can't comment much on it because it is standard fare but it's good like mm. their dynamic is brilliant yeah this song um this is how dream comes true you thought this was the end of act one i did i did it felt it felt like this was a good stopping point so fiona rushes off stage because yeah. oh no nighttime's coming and i need to hide mm-hmm. cool and shrek talks about how people judge shrek before they know shrek mm-hmm. which is nice and you know, Donkey's like, I didn't. You know, this is our real love story here. Like, he's like, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't judge you. Who I'd be? This is the D and D song. Yeah. <laughs> Which after you said that, I was like, oh yeah, it's the D and D song. So it's the character creator song. I was kind of disappointed because Shrek only had like three aspirations: hero, Viking, poet. Yeah. You know, magical poet. <laughs> so he's not got more i'd like maybe more references to what else he could be yeah. you know i think real he just wants to be a hero he does want to be the hero but you know it's it's every person who plays D's kind of dilemma what class am i going to be you've got your hero like your your warrior mm. or are you going to go for the more barbarian route and be a viking or are you going to be a bard yeah that's shrek's dilemma it's hard to be the bard it is hard to be the bard i just love that donkey's like hey if you weren't you who would you want to be and Shrek's like, I'm good. I'm okay being me. Thank you. And Donkey's and like... And Donkey's like, play the game. <laughs> yeah, come on. Just play the game. It's like, if you won the lottery, what would you do with it? Yeah. Like, you know it's not going to happen, but it's like nice to pretend. Or mm. which mutant power would you have if you were an X-Man? Yes. It's nice to talk about. We get a really good callback to Big Bright Beautiful World. So, mm. kind of surprised by this. Right. Because at this point in the film... Mm-hmm. We don't know the truth about Fiona. Yes. But Fiona comes back on stage and we see Fiona's transformation. And Fiona is in her ogre gear. Yeah. And I was a bit like, huh. Yes. For the three-part harmony at the end of this song, we have Shrek, Fiona and Donkey all singing against each other. And Shrek sings, an ogre always hides and ogre's fate is known. An ogre always stays in the dark. And then Fiona sings and all alone. And then they harmonise against each other. And then Donkey sings a little bit. And it's like, ah, spine-tingling three-part harmony. it's a beautiful three-part harmony. But for it to work, she has to be Ogre Fiona. Yes. Which means Sutton Foster ran off stage and somebody smeared her with green paint. Yeah, exactly. Very, very quickly. Like, amazing. Mm -hmm. But... And put her in the bigger dress, too. Because the dress size changes depending on whether she's Sutton Foster Fiona or Shrek Fiona. Yeah. Now... Kind of weird that we introduce that now. I guess the difference is people seeing Shrek the Musical know the truth about Fiona. Mm -hmm. I guess there's also the problem of when we do see Ogre Fiona later when Donkey finds out, 
it's far too quick a change and you can't do the full effect. Yeah. Like, we'll talk about it when we get that. I was wondering how they do it. So I think to give the full impact of Ogre Fiona, this is the best place because you can then, during the half an hour interval, 15 minute, whatever it is for this show, mm. get her back to because regular Fiona. Because this is Fiona. a kid's, and I say kid's show very lightly, yes. but because this is a kid's show, they do did have a longer interval, I believe. I so. would have thought so because you probably need more toilet breaks and yeah. everything did i tell you about when i went to see this with my family did shrek encourage you to just pee wherever you want because you know the whole being ogre thing no <laughs> i still want to see these reviews now i went to see this with my family i think it's my brother's birthday oh you did tell me about and your the, dad and the guy yeah in front. The, the guy that sat in front of us had two much younger than me and my brother children with us and he sat and ate Werther's Originals for the whole show. And for those of you that may not know what a Werther's Original is. Yeah, so for is, our American audience, they're like buttered candies, but they're yeah. like hard candy that you have to suck on. You, if you chew them, you will break your teeth. Yeah. And they are in. They come in a plastic packet, but they were also individually wrapped. Yeah. So you have to open the bag and then open them all individually, and they crinkle against each other. And then this guy chomped them. Yeah. So as you're reaching into the packet for starters, you're going to get a nice horrible crinkle sound, and then bringing it out, yeah. and then the crinkle of the wrapper, and then chomping. Mm-hmm. It'd be like eating a bag of crisps, basically. It'd be but louder. It's worse than that. Yeah. And at the interval, my dad leaned over and basically told this guy that he best stop because like it was the whole first act and you probably couldn't hear anything but it literally he was my dad was getting more annoyed than me and jake but we were i think 12 and 14 at the time yeah but oh my god if i was sat behind that guy now i would go and complain to an usher or someone and be like hey help me out here i'm sure you wouldn't be the only one who'd have to complain because people pay a lot of money for theater mm-hmm. tickets they don't sell Werther's Originals the for a person. reason. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is the thing. It, like, I've told kids off when we do school trips for having things like that. It's yeah. just respect. You don't bring your own food or drink in I there. think it's disrespectful to eat while a show's happening anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the cinema. No. It's annoying enough during the cinema, but it's not the cinema. Mm-hmm. So bad theatre etiquette yeah. as a bit of a delay. I think it's appropriate drink in Shrek. Drink a glass of wine, it will be fine. Yeah. Have your ice cream at the interval. Yeah, or if you really need to eat, eat at the interval. Yeah, but get something from there, like support the theatres. Yes, they're expensive, but that's because of the upkeep costs of the theatre. Mm-hmm. Do you know that cinemas only get like 10p from every cinema stub, like from every ticket sold? Is the that rest... why all their food's so expensive? Yeah. That gets, I guess that makes sense. Because everything has to go to Hollywood, mm-hmm. so they have to earn, you know, the money to pay their staff, to pay the electricity everything Mm -hmm. so that's why there's such a big margin on popcorn like yes they buy in very cheap but it's how they stay afloat so you know don't sneak food into a theater if you go support your theater yes it's expensive but it's a treat Mm -hmm. interval and then we come back with morning person which is such a good song would you like to know what the billing for morning person is go for it you know how on the um it's, it's Sutton Foster plus someone. Yes, but it's tabbed as Fiona and Bluebirds, <laughs> which I love. Not even Fiona, Pied Piper and Bluebird, just Fiona, Bluebird. So Sutton Foster is just so likeable. 
Yes. She's really cute and just endearing. Like, mm-hmm. I realise cute can be demeaning, but it's just her presence and the energy she brings is Fiona. She's just, there's something really endearing about her. Did you know she used to be married to Christian Ball? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, who we covered in Legally Blonde. Yes. But there was a TikTok you showed me about, like, theatre drama back in the day, and mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, you think this is drama? Christian Ball and Sutton Foster were married, but then they got divorced, but then they started in a show together. That's yeah. real theatre drama. They got divorced when he started working Legally Blonde with Laura Bell Bundy, and the theory was at the time that he cheated on Sutton Foster with Laura Bell Bundy, but nobody ever knew the truth because, like, nothing ever came out about it. And then... They obviously didn't have any bad blood towards each other because they were in shows together yeah. and everyone was like, what's actually happening? I think... And then they were in Gilmore Girls together recently. Really? Mm-hmm. I think you can appreciate that sometimes people just know a marriage isn't working but can stay friends and I admire that in people. I think... But also in the time before big internet... Oh, yeah. Like, drama. Yeah. To have a big internet drama over Sutton Foster and Christian Ball, I think it's quite funny. I think that's cool. This is one of my favourite jokes in the film and they replicate it brilliantly with the exploding bird. Oh my God. And the way they cover it in the show here is brilliant. Mm -hmm. So yeah, loved it. My only criticism is that we didn't then get a shot of Fiona cooking the bird's eggs for everyone for breakfast. That's so awful. She's killed this bird and she looks at the eggs and you think, oh, she's going to care for them. And then you just cut to a shot of like the eggs frying. How does she stay in role with the... I don't know blow how up doll. Any of them stay in role. Like she stays in role brilliantly when like this blow on deer shows up. It's just hilarious, and then she whirls him round and yeah. breaks him. She steals the pipe. Piper's pipe. You can't be doing that in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the tap dancing rats was so clever. Oh my god! Bringing the curtain down and having the rats be everyone's shoes is amazing. It's more clever then Shrek the musical has any right to be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not critiquing it. For the source material, they have done such amazing work throughout. This should just be a glorified pantomime mm. and people would enjoy it. But this is, like, stupidly brilliant. It's like when we watch The Producers and you've got Springtime for Hitler and this beautiful, like, choreography to become a swastika. Yeah. The Producers has no right being that clever with that, that joke. Right. And Shrek has no right being that clever with this, this joke. But it's so amazing. And then... The Having s- Fiona's dress become the tap dress, which yeah. means she's had that on the whole time. Oh, yeah. The smile on her face as she is tap dancing is mm-hmm. so pure. Now, you mentioned to me she got her break as a tap dancer. Yeah, Thoroughly Modern Millie is a, I would say, tap jazz yeah. musical. She does a lot of tap dancing in it. Yeah. She just, there is a pure look of joy on her face. It's almost like... Every show is just so important to her because she's sharing this form of art that she loves to a young generation. You know, perhaps Shrek is better to do tap than thoroughly modern Millie because you're going to reach a younger audience and anyone could be looking at going, oh my God, I want to do that when I'm older. Yeah. As opposed to more mature audiences where it's like, hmm, can't teach an old dog new tricks, but I admire it. Like she just looks like she's having an absolute blast. Mm-hmm. There is some very weird editing in this film version. Yes. It's noticeable here. And it was notable in the Escape song as well. It's going to become even worse in the conclusion. I think they've changed it for the film. I think it's different overall. But it was just weird editing here that kind of felt quite jarring. Yeah. I like all the tiny jokes as they're walking towards Farquad. Like, it's just cute. He's a little intimidating. 
<laughs> Lower your expectations. He's small. <laughs> yeah, is good. And yeah. Fiona just thinks they're having a laugh at her expense. And yes. doesn't real and he's really good natured about it, but doesn't realise no. that actually And they then start I got you beat, but the way she deepens her voice, she goes from being really sincere princess to don't you judge me. I've had it yeah. far worse. You chuckled. I got you beat. This song is one to sing to your friends to sum up your 2020, I think. Yeah. Like, you could argue, like, well, I got you beat because this happened. My singing teacher, when I was, like, 16. Yes. Me and Jake had, my brother had a crossover lesson a couple of times where we would sing this. We did this and we did One Short Day from Wicked. And, like, these were our practice songs. Yeah. It's good fun. I like the way that this song starts from being cabinet battle. Yeah. And ends up with them celebrating each other. Mm -hmm. Like the growth in this song is brilliant. And they realise they're both the same. So he says, I was kicked out on my birthday. Yeah. And she's like, I was kicked out on Christmas Eve. Personally, I think being kicked out on your birthday is worse than Christmas Eve. Because Christmas Eve is everyone's day and Christmas Day is everyone's day Mm -hmm. and this should be Shrek's day. Yeah. But you said to me that they're the same day. So at the beginning of this show, we see the day that Shrek is leaving home. We see Fiona. We see Fiona with the royal guards and the king and queen being dragged essentially along. And And she she looks at Shrek and waves. Yeah. So it's the same day. Yes. Because that's the same Which actress. means it's even worse for Shrek because A, it's his birthday, but ogres don't have Christmas. Yeah. It's Christmas Eve and he doesn't know that it's Christmas Eve because he's an ogre. Yeah. Which I think is kind of the plot of Shrek the Halls, that he's never had a Christmas before. Yeah. So I think Shrek has got Fiona Beat on that one, to be honest. But yeah. I, I really loved the burp off and the fart off. Mm. I can live without it, but... I think it's important for the story. Like, I really like the montage when they get to know each other and they're blowing up um, frogs and snakes and having them as balloons. And we get to see that Fiona isn't your traditional princess. Mm -hmm. And, like, actually, this is the best kind of example of, I would say, women doing toilet humour. Yeah. I like Bridesmaids, but I think it goes too far in Bridesmaids. Yeah. I think it's the sort of thing that it's a good joke to make, but Fiona shows it's okay for girls and princesses Mm -hmm. to find this funny and behave like that. And I think it's actually really good. Yeah, I agree with you. I just, I could sit through a whole kids show without there being a fart joke. Yes. So we go from the ballad of Fart Quad to the ballad of Far Quad. Mm Mm-hmm. His baby legs. It's just like that scene in Deadpool 2. Oh, he's in the bath. And yes. he's got the fake chest and arms and it's everything. Brilliant. Oh, I hate it. And we start to get the sense of, oh, I'm like, oh, we're going to meet his family. We're going to find out where he's coming from. His dad's a little man. His dad was a little grumpy. His dad's grumpy. Yeah. So that's brilliant. He'd simply say hi-ho and off to work he'd go. But this is it. He should have known Snow White when the mirror showed him, I think, because mm. they say sleeping. So he says sleeping seven to a bed. Yeah. We also find out who his mum is. Yes. And his mum is the princess in the pea. Yes. And she dies by falling off of all of the mattresses. Yeah. Which is basically grumpy killed. Yeah, I think that's the great. The princess in the pea. The big moon at the back of the stage is really cool. 
The like, big like gold disc thing. Yes. Yeah. It just looks like the moon in Majora's Mask steadily getting bigger and closer just without the creepy face on it. Yeah. And we go to make a move. That bass guitar is so smooth and sexy. Like, oh, yes, please. My favourite bit in this song is when he's behind, they're sat on the log and he's behind them and he just like sinks down. And you can just see that in order to disappear behind Shrek and Fiona, this actor has had to just lie on the floor. Yes. It's like... Donkey goes to set the mood mm -hmm. and he gets the three blind mice who look like they are straight out of Beauty School Dropout. Yeah, they do. <laughs> They're his Greek chorus. Now, this is when we should find out about Fiona within the film. Yes. And I'm starting to think that maybe she won't change at all. Maybe Donkey's going to talk to her from off stage or Donkey's going to see something or there'll be a body double because how is it going to work? And I'm thinking, so this is why we've seen the transformation earlier because within the timing of this, it doesn't work. But no, they put the prosthetics on and they put the ears on, mm -hmm. but they just, they don't put the green makeup on and they have a filter on. Yeah, so there's a curtain, a sheer curtain that covers the window of the little shack thing that she's yes. sleeping in. And it's got a green hue to it. So when they shine a green light through it, she yeah. turns green. Yeah, that's really clever. Yeah, because we don't have time to put no, all of the makeup on I her. I was and really then get worrying it how we're going to do it. So economic choice, you know, mm. good storytelling to think later on. Yeah. We're going to have to add in another scene where we see her as an ogre so that we can get a good reveal. Because actually this reveal would have been underwhelming. Yeah. So I think the reveal before the end of Act 1 is good. Mm -hmm. Hulk should be introduced to Fiona's dressmaker because her clothes grow and shrink seamlessly. <laughs> yeah. She's had that same dress since she was a child locked in that tower. I'm assuming that her family sent her more fabric. I don't fabric, think so. Because suddenly her dress has a lot yeah. more fabric to it. I just think it's grown with her. Yeah. So somebody needs to set the Hulk up with the far, <laughs> far away tailors because yeah. he'll stop going through shirts. I've just started playing the Avengers game on PlayStation 4 and super stretchy trousers he's got like the trouser rags but whenever we see bruce banner he's in the same purple shirt and i just imagine like mm. he's got a thousand of these purple shirts just in his like <laughs> he just takes it off and hulk tucks it in his pocket no because we see the drag we see like oh, the, the rips rags, and yeah. the rags on it so he's just got the same purple shirt <laughs> like that's all he wears because he just says oh i might hulk out today yeah somebody needs to do him this. a favor so we can get like the hulk in some nice stretchy clothes mm-hmm when words fail, you're pretty, but I like you anyway. Yeah. I love this song. And this bit in the film always makes me sad because, mm. like, the rejection of Shrek and, like, the misunderstanding is so tragic. But this is so much worse. It's so much more tragic and worse because we've had this song. Yeah. And it just, oh, my heart really does break for Shrek at this yeah. point because it's... Donkey is just as big a figure and he's heard from both of them mm -hmm. and it's just so sad it's made all the worse because the end of the song is him saying well i'm terrible at talking about my feelings but she gets me and she understands me and if i can't tell her how i feel she'll know what i mean anyway yes and then he overhears it and is like, oh. But it's actually the same because he sang to Donkey about, like, I would be the hero. Yeah. So he's also opened up to Donkey. Mm -hmm. And both of them are now betraying him. So sad. It is really sad. And, oh, it really is just, it's it's lovely. 
because you're all really caring about these characters. Yeah. Princess and Hideous don't go together. Mm. Like, it's such a good ambiguous line because, like, to Shrek, it means her and him don't go together, but to her, it means me and my form, like, this can't go together. And it's just, yeah, it's really sad. So Shrek, obviously, he goes off and he gets Lord Farquaad here. Mm Mm-hmm. Another joke I love. Plastic Pony. Well, no. The Plastic Pony was great. And yeah. I thought it was hilarious. But a joke that I love that's translated is his fake legs. On the horse? Yes. Oh, my God. And the bit where he gets up and Fiona's looking away, walks up to him, he's like, oh. Like, oh, really she, taken She back. says, she's in the middle of saying, I was just saying a short goodbye. And he goes, I was just saying a short goodbye. Yeah. It's just. And he's like, oh, yes, of course. Oh, well done, I, darling. Oh, it just was really, really sad. And there's this bitter edge between them because, you know, she's off and, yeah, mm-hmm. Shrek is sad. And he kicks off away from Donkey. He's like, I'm done with you as well. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to avoid the obvious joke for this next song. Build a wall. Yeah. I love the, like, edgy electric guitar as we introduce this song. And this is Shrek's version of Let It Go. I'm going to be the monster. I'll be what you want me to be. Yeah. I but just... the really tragic verse, I actually think it's the bridge in the middle. Yeah. Where he says, she wanted Prince Charming. I wanted my home back. How lucky both our wishes came true. Yeah. It's so bitter. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. Because it's very rarely you see the hero character drop to that level of oh, bitterness. It is. it is. But Shrek is... I think this is the first time in Shrek's life he's realised mm-hmm. he could be more. Because he's happy with his life. And there's no point in the lead up or in our introduction to Shrek where he actually feels like he's missing out. No. He's happy on his own. He has a nice life. He we, was fine. Yeah, I mean, we see it more in the film where mm-hmm. like he's quite happy to have a candlelit dinner by himself. Yeah. All he wants is his, his solitude back. Mm-hmm. But what's nice about this song, he's like, damn you giving me hope and making and and i can't go back and live that life now because you've shown me there is more and i never realized until now that i wanted more and it is really tragic and it's obviously he's not just going to build the physical wall that you know to keep people out his swamp. there's that metaphorical emotional one too hard in my heart yeah Yeah, he's like i'm never going to let anyone in again and i'm going to build a wall within myself so i never feel this again Mm -hmm. just yeah this is really 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 beautiful and sad and i love this song mm-hmm. so we go back and we see the fairy tale creatures this is when we get i won't grow up you're 34 i need a shave <laughs> the white rabbit is of course british excellent yep and we get the freak flag yeah i like this song if he was so smart he'd have seen that windshield coming wow oh, yeah what a we dark straight joke up killed Jiminy Cricket. what a dark joke I also really like the irony of a puppet telling an actor pretending to be a puppet to listen up, puppet. Yeah. I think they wrote that deliberately, knowing mm. that like that was really good. I really like that Gingerbread Man is voiced by the actress that is holding him. Yes. I don't think that affects it at all. It's no. actually quite nice to see it. It's very Avenue Q yeah. in the way that you've got the puppets talking and maybe sometimes two characters and they change their voices. Mm-hmm. There was a line here about someone being a Scientologist. Who was the Scientologist? Oh, it's the shoemaker's elf. 
I didn't know that that yeah. was what they were going for. That was weird. Tell the world, I'm a Scientologist. And everyone else goes, Scientologist, which is really weird. And then the um, the witch says, I did some time in jail. Yeah. Okay. I'm wood. I'm good. Get used to it. Amazing. Yeah. I really love Donkey standing up for himself. Yeah. That bit's always really good anyway. But he's yeah. like... You're not very nice to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first time we kind of get the sense of there's more to Donkey. Like, there's a lot of times where Donkey is just this annoying sidekick character. Mm-hmm. And here he is just like... Perpetually cheerful and irritating. Yeah. And actually now he's bearing his part. Yeah. And it's the same Shrek. with Shrek. Him and Shrek have the kind of same thing. That, mm-hmm. But it's, it's in reverse. So Shrek is much more of an introvert. And Donkey is an extrovert. But they meet in the middle here. Yeah. And it just, it's really nice. It's rude enough being alive when Nobody no one wants you, you but crashing a wedding that you weren't invited to that's such a horrible line but great line and that priest is so annoying yeah it's a really good choice like interesting choice but also there's religion in this world so we've got like scientology and christianity yeah she prays to god yeah like i it's weird this is a world that has religion. Scientology you, exists in every dimension. You'd not have thought of that in a fairy tale world, would you? It's funny though. I really like beautiful wild reprise, but I love Lord Farquaad booing Shrek's like confession. I love that Lord Farquaad's like, oh, you want to have a go at professing your love to her? Go for it. She's still gonna choose me. But like, you go ahead. And then he just goes like, boo. <laughs> it's just hilarious. And Grumpy comes in. Yeah. Wow, okay. Dad puts him in his place. He goes, I I didn't kick you out. You were 29 and just going Living nowhere. In my basement. Yeah, like, so Lord Farquaad was an incel. Yeah. This whole scene's kind of weird. There's a couple of things in this version because we're watching the filmed version yes. where they seem to have made some strange editing choices that became very apparent during Freak Flag. But yeah. also during the wedding scene. Because in Freak Flag, there were a couple of moments where we were watching it and thinking, oh, that's, that was a really weird cut. Yeah. And it's because they've spliced in footage from the promotional video that was made mm-hmm. for the musical when the musical came out. Yeah. Which has been filmed in a different style yes. and with different lighting. So it just came across very strangely. What they do with this one. So I was, again, kind of... We're talking to you as we're watching it, and right, I figured out how they're going to do his costume change. Mm-hmm. Fiona goes to leave as all the f- freaks yes. come in. Mm-hmm. Now, what's actually happened is Fiona's already walked off. Sutton Foster's walked off. We've got a body double now. And that person keeps their back the whole time. Yes. At this point, Fiona stands with her back to the audience, human Fiona. Yes. Until she has to walk up to the window when the green light shines through and she turns into Ogre Fiona. But what they've done with this edit is we see Sutton Foster walking up. Because, because again, it's from the promotional footage. Yes, but again, also, because we're watching at home, not there, we're going to give this suspension of disbelief. But it just, that's not what would it happen. She never does that bit. She would never have done that bit. Yeah. And it just was very weird because I'm kind of like, huh, huh. Yeah. And then she just turns into... Ogre Fiona. Yeah. So the actual track in the stage show is Sutton Foster runs as if to go off stage, swaps places with another actress wearing the same wedding dress yes. and veil as her, 
who backs onto the stage as all the fairy tale creatures come on. And then when the green light starts to come on, this actress walks up to the altar. Yeah. By which time Sutton Foster is underneath the altar yeah. in her um, ogre, ogre costume. costume and has had all the green paint done and everything because she's basically under a trap door. Around the altar, loads of smoke and fireworks suddenly go off and strobe Which lighting. Which we didn't get that either. We didn't get any of this. And then they she turns around. Yeah, and in that time they swap. She turns around and we see that Sutton Foster has turned into the ogre version of her. When I was a kid, I had no idea how they did that. Yeah. I thought that was the best thing I'd ever seen. Mm. And the fact that they change it for this film version, I think, does it a disservice. I would say so. It hasn't affected my enjoyment yeah. of it. Because as a drama teacher and as somebody who has directed shows before and been to a lot of theatre, mm-hmm. I could put you know, one and two together and figure out how they've done it. But it's a really bad choice, I would say, to have mm. done it that way. I wouldn't have cut Especially... to Sutton Foster walking up there. I'd have just had a long shot from the audience mm-hmm. and Especially kept it that because way. they then use the same effect to kill Farquaad. Yes. And they don't cut that. But I don't think they've probably done this to make it seem more impressive how they've transformed her that quickly. It yeah. doesn't look impressive. I don't think they needed to do because that. Because it's a really obvious edit. Yeah. Dragon comes to save the day. And what I like about this bit is Donkey is just stood next to Dragon Quite and waving at Shrek mm-hmm. like he's a kid waving to his parents at his nativity performance. Yeah, he shouts like, I've got a dragon and I'm not afraid to use it. Oh, hi, Shrek. What I will say is the bit we do get is like the lights and like the the platform revolving. Yeah. That idea, like very much like Beast transforming into Adam mm-hmm. in Beauty and Beast, that worked. And why, when we got that small moment, it was good, but it just, I don't think they captured the full moment of it. No. But yes, Love has triumphed. Yes. Good has won. Mm-hmm. And they straight up kill Lord Farquaad in a fiery death. Yes. As opposed to him being eaten by yeah. the dragon. Which the I think was good. Yeah. I, I liked it. I thought it was a nice effect. Mm-hmm. I don't think feasibly you can have dragon eat him in this version. Because I think that's potentially too difficult. You've got a trap door. But mm-hmm. I think having the puppet come down like that. Would look uh, campy. Exactly. And silly. And this way works better. Yes. I agree. This is our story. It's not just our story. This is so cute. I thought this song was really beautiful yeah. and really brilliant. We I... are hobbits with bad habits. Yes. And then we get the God bless us, everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good, actually. Now I... the gumdrop buttons. I love that this is how this show ends. Yeah. And that's it. Happy ending. Yes. And I then love that we're going to I'm a Believer. I love mm-hmm. the setup with the instruments. I love the audience claps. Like, I want to experience this in Baby person. Fiona and Teen Fiona yes, playing the they, yeah. instruments. And also, upright Lord Farquaad. Yeah. So the actor who plays Lord Farquaad comes on, still in his Lord Farquaad costume, but this time he's wearing yellow trousers. I have to, we and forgot he gets to one stand of the up. best Lord Farquaad moments is when he proposes to Fiona and he's got to do the splits to get like on one knee. Oh my God. I can't believe we forgot that. Yeah. He tries, because he's already on his knees with the little legs attached from his hip to his knee. Yeah. In order to look like he's on one knee, he has to do like a half split. And you can, the actor like hams it up, yeah. but he... It looks like it hurts. Oh, yeah. So that's Shrek. 
Yeah. What's your best song in Shrek, the musical? Either Travel Song. I mean, it's between three of them. Travel Song, I know it's today. Yes. Or Morning Person, because I love Morning Person. I, this is really difficult because it's between a lot of songs. Yeah. Build a Wall mm-hmm. is is amazing. The Ballad of Lord Farquaad, I've Got You Beat, Morning Person, Who I'd Be, When Words Fail. They're amazing songs, yeah. a lot of them. I think I'm going to have to say, oh, and also What's Up, Duloc? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to say Build a Wall. Okay. Is is just so beautiful. I think when words fail is even more beautiful in hindsight when mm-hmm. you see what happens next. But you can't have a bop to that one. No, but I think when words fail is is amazing. I don't want to like I don't know, but build a wall like Shrek is just like right screw. I you love all. a rage song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What's your worst song? I, I wouldn't say I have a worst song. I would have a skippable What's your song. song? Is, yeah. is Donkey Pot Pie. It's a great song, but I don't think it works listening yeah. to it. I think you have to have the visual. I agree. Who would you want? I have two questions for you about who who you would want to play. Yeah. Main cast for you is Shrek, Donkey, Lord Farquaad. Who would you want to play? It would be Shrek or Lord Farquaad. I I, I feel can't... like you would have the most fun with being Lord Farquaad. Yes, and I would have wouldn't? a great time playing Lord Farquaad, yeah. but I would also have a lot of fun being Shrek. Mm-hmm. And I none really... of these characters are serious characters. No, but I really like Shrek's arc. I just think there's so much. And like I say, build a wall mm-hmm. when you have this moment of I am so angry because I'm so hurt. Yeah. And it's brilliant. And you can do so much. Like Shrek has so much range in this. Mm-hmm. But Lord Farquaad is so much fun as well. Yeah. And you would just have all this fun hamming it up. I can't decide between the pair of them. I, re- I really can't. I loved both of them. I think... I think I would have to say Lord Farquaad just mm-hmm. because I would love doing the physical comedy side of it. Yeah. And I just know you'd have fun. Mm-hmm. I know you're going to have a lot of fun being Shrek as well. But I can imagine... But I know, because both of them would be uncomfortable after a while, like, having... He's got to have, like, really padded knee thingies. No, but even being Shrek, like, your ears compressed and everything. My gut says go for Lord Farquaad, because, like, just the moment in the bath and sitting with his little tiny legs... And getting to flirt with Philonius the entire time. Who would you be in your hmm. one or two female Which roles? Which female character in this show would I like to play? We run into this issue a lot on this show. You could be show. Dragon. I could be Dragon, but I'm not a very good soul singer. No. I mean, I'm and I not wouldn't a, want to. But I'm not a very good singer at all, Drew. I don't like that song, so I would obviously be Fiona. Yeah. Not like in tap dance at all either. No, but I could see you having fun as I would Fiona. I'd have a great time playing Fiona. Yeah. Which fairy tale character would you want to be would you like me to read you your choices go for it so pinocchio the shoemaker's elf peter pan the ugly duckling the fairy godmother the sugar plum fairy the three pigs the wicked witch mama bear papa bear and baby bear the mad hatter the big bad wolf humpty dumpty the white rabbit and missed fairy tale creatures you've actually missed the one i would have picked who would you be not the gumdrop i don't think that counts it does count 
because you have to operate the puppet and do the voice. It counts. Okay, I would fine. want to be the gingerbread man. Which means you're also the sugar plum fairy. Fine. <laughs> fine. I'd make a great sugar plum fairy. Yeah. Which fairy tale character would you want to be? Pinocchio. Yeah. Pinocchio's great and has a lot of fun as the, the main fairy tale character. But I love the gingerbread man. Mm-hmm. Run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread. You're a monster. No, you're a monster. Well, she's married to the Muffin Man. The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man! <laughs> yeah, I love great. Gingerbread Man. MVP for me, I actually would argue this is the hardest MVP I've ever had to pick. Mm. I thought Hamilton was hard. Yeah. Because everyone in this show pulls their weight. See, but I would want to give it to Brian Darcy James just for the sheer having to put up with having all of that prosthesis. Oh, 100%. But here's the thing, though. We're not just talking about the people on stage. Yeah. And I've said this in the past. Like, I've set precedent when I've said, actually, my MVP is backstage crew. Mm-hmm. You have got... <laughs> MVP is the person that has to paint Sutton Foster green in 30 seconds this is it you've got such quick costume changes but clearly the level of planning and the intricacy in the set Mm -hmm. in the costumes every single person in this show has done an absolutely phenomenal job in bringing shrek to life in a way that doesn't look ridiculous Mm -hmm. i kind of was expecting aladdin like you know the newer musical that came to london a few years ago yeah. I was kind of expecting that. That was that was what I thought Shrek would be like because Aladdin's a Disney adaptation, but it's also very pantomime. Yeah. And I thought Shrek would make similar choices. Mm-hmm. It's so much better. Yeah. It's the choreography is so much better than it has any right to be. The songs are so much better than they have any right to be. It's really difficult for me to kind of say like where the MVP lies because everything's come together brilliantly. Yes, Brian Darcy James has been fantastic bringing Shrek to life but Lord Farquaad should be stupid a lot of the time and actually isn't yeah Donkey shouldn't be as good as as he is because it's an animal role but he's done such an amazing job of Donkey and he's so funny too and Sutton Foster has had a time of her life playing Fiona Mm -hmm. how do you pick just one person I will say the emotional arc of Shrek, I think, is the best thing about it. And I would say Brian Darcy James deserves it for the prosthesis, but also like giving life to Shrek Mm -hmm. without looking stupid doing it. Yes. So my MVP is Shrek, but damn, it's difficult, Drew. Yeah. I feel like I know how much you liked this musical. Oh, this was five stars. Yeah. Absolutely. And far better than I ever thought it was going to be. Yeah. Because ex- you thought you thought you were going to enjoy it. Yeah. I, I knew I was going to enjoy it. I was trepidatious because I was worried it might not compare. Mm. But I absolutely adored it. Yeah. Who would you say is your MVP for this one? Mm. <laughs> I mean, the person that has to paint Sutton Foster Green in 30, 30 seconds. Yeah. Incredible. But probably Sutton Foster. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed we just rented and didn't buy it. I know, we should have bought it. So I just want to share one person's review Mm -hmm. because we're running low on time. We've been talking a long time now, but this review was brilliant on Instagram. It's Duda underscore Eguchi, E-G-U-C-H-I. Yes. This was their first school production. 
And it was a production where we didn't have any boys, which means a girl had to play Shrek. And she played Shrek. Excellent. Even though it was my first production, I was the most experienced there. Like, I've had acting classes at other places. At first, I was a little upset. Like, I was a little girl, little girl playing Shrek, a green ogre. Amazing. Like, and my mind was like, did I get this part because I'm a green ogre? Moreover, I loved Fiona. Sutton Foster is my queen. She was my dream character in Shrek. And I think everyone who has ever gone for a role can appreciate yeah. an audition for something and you don't get it. Mm-hmm. And actually, playing Shrek must be kind of difficult if you're in an all-girls production of it because why yeah. have they chosen you? I know that I've spoken with other people like, should we have done Shrek? How would you approach casting Shrek? Because mm-hmm. there's a worry maybe people would take it personally. Yeah. Still, I loved playing the title character and being very sarcastic. I met one of my bestest friends during the production. Excellent. In the end, I learned that Shrek is way cooler than Fiona. He's grumpy, sarcastic, and has an amazing arc. He's the title character, and I got his part not because I'm a green ogre, it's because I'm good, which I think is really nice. That's awesome. There's also a moment where the song simply stopped in I Think I Got You Beat, and we had pre-recorded the burp, so we had to try burping on stage. I failed, but we carried on the scene. Cool. Excellent. So thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. And I'm glad you had the time of your life. And I'm actually yeah. really glad that doing that was a reflective process that I learned mm-hmm. that I was that good. It wasn't a reflection of Yeah, you got that physical. role because you got you that were the role best. on your merits. Yeah. And you know, thank you for sharing it and I'm glad you had the time of your life being yeah. Shrek. Fab. I like it when people tell us things. Yeah. What are we doing next week? So you have a choice. We can either do a chorus line so that you can finally understand some of these jokes or we can do South Pacific. Can you give me some context on both? Like, are they films from like the 50s, 60s? Are they stage productions? So a chorus line is the movie version. And is it an older movie? Yeah, the, the movie is from eight, 1985, not 1885. That would, that would be really impressive. The movie is from 1985, or okay. with South Pacific, it is a filmed live at the Lincoln Center version, and that is from, I believe, 2014. So similar to Carousel. Yeah. Yeah, that was part of the same series as Carousel. How about we do both over the next two weeks? Okay. Which one would you like to do first? I think we should start with South Pacific because I know that's one that's a big deal to you. Yeah. And then we'll do Chorus Line. Yeah. Is Chorus Line a Netflix slash Amazon one? Amazon. So that's going to be there. But mm-hmm. I worry that Lincoln Center, that's going to be another Yeah, because that's on their, their YouTube. Okay. so At the moment. Yeah, so we're going to watch the YouTube production of South Pacific. So feel free to watch it in the next week. So yeah. you're caught up with us. It's live from the Lincoln Centre. Yes, so that's the version we're going to watch. Mm-hmm. And then we'll follow it up a week later with the Amazon version of Chorus Line. Yeah. So thank you for tuning in this week as we've discussed Shrek the Musical. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at It's a Musical Pod. Yep. If you follow us on Twitter, make sure you also follow us on Instagram. Sometimes we have a few more behind the scenes photos that I don't quite post on Twitter. Yeah. 
You can also email us at itsamusicalpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Podbean, on Google Podcasts, and on Stitcher. Make sure you follow us and subscribe so that you are notified when a new episode goes live. And if you are feeling particularly generous, please leave us a review and recommend us to your friends and, and or family. If you like what we're doing, let other people know about us. Mm. It really, really makes our day when we get nice reviews. We got a few good reviews from other people this week, which made my heart all a flutter when I woke up to see that they had been added to Apple. So yeah. thank you if you are leaving reviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you have listened this long and you are still here with us, have a magical musical See you next week. Same bat place, same bat channel. Bye.